I'm reading this from Yahoo.com. Dilbert creator Scott Adams has been predicting this cancellation for some time now. And it has finally come days after his controversial YouTube rant. Both Dilbert and Adams lost their distributor over the author's racist remarks. The popular comic strip as a staple in publications across the country since 1989 has been pulled from major newspapers effective immediately. So he was on a he was on a YouTube live stream and and he he said some some racist things much to the chagrin of I'm sure his family and the people that that aired Dilbert. I'm I'm going to go into those racist remarks that he made a little bit later. Adams addressed the scandal on his YouTube show last week which is called Real Coffee with with Scott Adams where he claimed media outlets posted his startling comments out of context. That's always the, the, the favorite place to go. It's, it's out of context. Adams said he used hyperbole when he called black people a hate group. So all black people, I was just talking about in the last segment how, how I don't think that, that everybody's a monolith. I don't want someone to lump me in with all other African-American men. I have my own religious beliefs. I have my own preferences. My own favorite meal. Our, our bodies are different. Our minds are different. What, what stimulates us is different. And any, any school of thought where you're lumping an entire group of individuals into a monolith, that's usually going to end badly, I mean, especially if it's on a, a YouTube live stream. If you're a racist and you have hate in your heart, or you're a bigot, you probably don't want to live stream your show. You probably want to tape it and then have someone who's not a racist, who's not a bigot, edit your show. So if you say something stupid, it's not live, and it won't cost you your your bag. I don't believe that anyone should mess up their bag because they they made regrettable remarks on on a social media platform. So what what exactly did, did Scott Adams say? Last Wednesday, Adams discussed a poll from the conservative group Rasmussen Reports that surveyed 1,000 Americans with the question, do you agree or disagree with this statement? It is okay to be white. Now, Rasmussen Reports is, is commonly, let's say that they, they may lean a little bit right. You hear them on the, on the Sean Handy show, on the Tucker Carlson show, Laura Ingram Rush Limbaugh used to cite them very often back when, when he was dominating the, the radio waves and, and alive, rest in peace. I saw the time, Rush Limbaugh was the GOAT. You don't, you don't have to like his politics, but he, he was the bleeping GOAT. And a lot of things that I do, I learned listening to Rush Limbaugh driving through northern Alabama and northern Mississippi, which was my sales territory when I first got out of college at my first job. So I'm driving on 72 through Iuka, Mississippi. And the only thing on radio, was before Sirius, only thing on radio was Rush Limbaugh. And he had a very smart business model because he would buy up time on all the AM radio stations in places like Iuka, Mississippi, and Muscle Shoals, Alabama. And you could listen to Rush basically driving anywhere in the country. His show was always on. 
The Anti-Defamation League characterizes the phrase it's okay to be white as a hate slogan due to its links to white supremacist websites, which there are a whole bunch of. The report found that 72% of the respondents agreed, including 53% who are black. So 53% agreed that it's okay to be white, meaning that 47% did not think that it was okay to be white. According to NPR, Adam cited the poll to emphasize his belief that racial tensions in America can't be fixed. If nearly half of all blacks are not okay with white people, that's a hate group, he declared. And then he chased it with this. I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people because there is no fixing this. Adams, who has publicly embraced right wing ideology in recent years, said he's no longer helping black Americans. I don't know what that means. He doesn't he doesn't strike me as someone that was donating to the NAACP. Like, I don't I don't think that he was writing a grant. To, to Hampton University or FAMU or Howard or something like that. It turns out that nearly half of that team doesn't think I'm okay to be white, he continued. I'm going to back off from being helpful to black America because it doesn't seem like it pays off. I get called a racist. That's the only outcome. It makes no sense to help black Americans if you're white. It's over. Don't even think about trying. And he goes on to encourage people to, quote, get away. I just, hey, I like, I like seeing people who are racist. I love seeing racist people lose their bag. I find that to be hilarious. I find it to be really entertaining. But also, I love bringing up these articles because it shows several things. A, we still live in a world, I say all the time, you have racist people in various realms of your life that you don't even realize racist. So you're reading, you're reading Dilbert. Go back and read Dilbert. How many backhanded racist comments are probably in Dilbert that you didn't even figure out? Because that's the guy that's, that's writing it. So if the guy writing Dilbert, which is one of my favorite cartoon strips over the years, if he's a racist and he hates black people and he want to help black people, he thinks that you should get away from black people, that's probably going to reflect in his comic strip. So you're subliminally getting cues. I talk about, you know, I've talked about mayors that, that, that they call on a hot mic saying racist stuff. People that were CEOs in, in tech and in healthcare, in various realms of life, that, that hated people of Jewish descent, hated blacks, hated the, the Latinx community. I've even talked about sports. I've talked about the things that the, the things that John Gruden emailed about women and emailed about black players and the whole Colin Kaepernick movement. So when you have when you have a boss, or you have a coworker, you have a colleague, and that's what they really feel deep down inside, you just have to understand that these are not people that are going to go to bat for you behind closed doors because they're racist. And at least this guy didn't—he doubled down on it, which I respect. Because if you're going to be a racist, be a racist. You know, get your comic strip on on 4chan or Stormfront. Or one of those type of places where, where people have similar beliefs and, and ideas that, that you have. But, but the other component about it is that the, the racist playbook is to blame minorities for being angry over being discriminated against because they're minorities. So it's this constant cycle. It's a paradox 
And I don't believe, first and foremost, I don't hate anybody. I love white people. I love my 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 brothers and sisters from, from the diaspora. I love the LGBTQ community. I love the Latinx community. I'm a healthcare guy. What's important to me is that everyone has healthcare, everyone has rights, everyone has opportunity. I don't care what your religious beliefs are, what your race is, where you're from, whether you're born here in the States or you immigrated here. I want everyone to have rights and have great health care so they can live a long, prosperous life. I don't have to agree with your political beliefs. I don't even have to agree with your lifestyle. Doesn't mean that I hate you. Doesn't mean that I want to see you not have rights. I may just have a different viewpoint of how one should live their life. But the racist playbook, I don't know who, who Rasmussen reports. I don't, I don't know who they interviewed, who they polled, uh, the thousand people that they polled. I don't know where it was. I don't have any of those details. I don't know how many African-Americans were in that group. You may have surveyed 75 African-Americans. And maybe 30 of them, for some reason, do not like people of Caucasian descent. You're not going to lump me in with, with that group. My friends have similar beliefs to me. Love everybody, respect everybody, want to live in a society together and forge forward so that we can all be a part of the, the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. But, but the racist playbook is, is to single out a, a very small cohort and say this cohort represents all African-American people. Just like I, I talked about, I said I had a boss that his whole depiction of black people, particularly black women, was based on what he saw on BET. So basically, he, he thought all black women were Little Kim or Trina or Nicki Minaj. And that's all black women to him. And he made a decision on black women based on what he saw on BET. And they do that intentionally. And they, they want to say that, hey, if you're angry about being discriminated against, and for some reason that makes you unhappy with white America, then you're the racist, you're the problem, you're the bigot, you're the one that should be canceled. Lance J. Shaw. Live from the Paragon 7 studio, you are listening to the Lance J. Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. Did you know that 12,000 people are turning 65 years old every day? Many seniors will no longer be able to age in place and will need to look for individualized solutions. Upside Home is a personalized service for older adults that provides a gateway to independence and social experiences. Members choose how and where they want to live. Then their home manager connects them with services, amenities, and community events that promote overall wellness. Learn how Upside Home helps older adults age in the right place by calling 954 954- 504-6122 or visiting Upside Home. That's H-O-M.com. It's electric made extraordinary. Ingenuity in motion. It listens, learns, adapts, and anticipates your every need. With intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS from Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. You know what? I didn't tell you this, Lance. I went to Hampton. What? What? 
Y'all went to Hampton U. You went to Hampton? Yep. Man, you, we've been doing a show together for a whole year. You just pull it out that you went to Hampton? I never went to class. I was just oh, partying. So you, so you enrolled at Hampton? James Lewis. You didn't I actually, enrolled at Hampton. You didn't actually go to Hampton. Well, I had a couple of good friends. They all went to Hampton, but and I was just sleeping on their couch, so Man. I went to some of the classes. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-470-8021-800-470-8021-800-470-8021. That's 800-470-8021. James Lewis. And, and shout out to everywhere where I could go and get a good oxtail with extra gravy. Some of the spots here in Nashville, man, they want to they want to give you the guy was like, me, me, no, we we can't give you extra gravy. I'm like, yo, man, I'm I'm willing to pay for it. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. What's oxtail and rice and peas if you don't have any extra gravy? What are what are we doing here? What's the point? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.